0: All right, good morning, everyone. Thanks
1: for being here on a rainy day. Um, My name is Yael. Um, Thank you, Larry, for inviting me here today. Um, So here we are to talk about how can we end hunger in America. The thing about the thing about when I was thinking about this topic I was I was reflecting in my own family in my own life um, and I know for a lot of us we don't have to go too far back in our family history uh, to know of someone and it might have even been ourselves who had experienced hunger at some point and uh, for my family uh, my mother's uh, originally from Eastern Europe and um, is her and her family are Holocaust survivors the um, during the war they Experience. There were points where they were experience, had experienced hunger. Um, after the war, they then moved to Israel before coming to the U.S. Uh, but it was uh, in Israel where um, uh, my where my mom met her best friend, whose name was Yaël, and that's part of how I ended up with the name. But I don't know if some of you uh, have heard the story the story behind Yaël from the Old Testament. So the so Yaël. Um, was actually um, known for a very violent story. Have you guys heard this one? <laughs> okay, it's a little gruesome, but basically um, she uh, saves the people of Israel by, by, uh, by seducing a general into her tent and then taking a spike while he's sleeping, takes a mallet and then drives the spike straight into his head <laughs> and, and saves the day that way. Um, but uh, so I'm not trying to scare you off this morning. But, okay, be up here. <laughs> but uh, the reason the reason I bring up the story is um, sometimes this story is brought up almost like a David David and Goliath kind of a kind of a story that the person that you don't expect sometimes can beat the bigger the bigger power um, and the. I'm not quoting the Old Testament exactly, I'll try my best though, but apparently while she was driving the spike into the guy's head, he looked up at her and he went, no way, (laughs) you're like a girl, (laughs) and you're not even that strong. And she was like, I'll see you in hell. But then she's like, but actually I won't be in hell because God's on my side in this case. Yeah. But, the, uh, but I guess I bring up the story that when we look at, when we're trying to talk about this, what seems like an insurmountable problem, hunger in America and throughout the world, it can feel like you're the small one trying to go after the big one. After the big one. Uh, but I think that, um, but I'm here today to say that I do believe uh, that we can solve this problem. It is a solvable problem. So the, so in it so on top of um, I also believe that in addition to that all people need access to food generally it also people also need access to good food uh, so beyond just food food uh, part of our mission at, at the Food Trust and part of the I know that many of you are dedicated to this as well that the food that people should have access to is also high quality food. Uh, So after, since I'm bringing up World War II, I thought I would talk a little bit about, right after World War II, the United Nations was formed. Uh, Even today, internationally, um, you know, all, I think it's almost 200 countries have come together as their, and listed one of their main goals to eradicate um, hunger and extreme poverty. And in the the U.S., you know, with uh, as we try to approach things like poverty and hunger, how do we do this? How do we how do we solve this problem? Um, honestly, and and Bread for the World folks have talked about this too. It's going to take jobs. People need jobs, basic, to, in order to make a decent income and lift themselves out of poverty. Um, but before, but if we're unable, as we're working on this issue to um, get people decent jobs, in the meantime. What people need are benefits uh, like things like food stamps um, WIC benefits different different subsidies from government uh, to help them be able to purchase basic things like food the, um, I, I truly believe that this is a, the role of government that could, that we need to be pushing government to do these things this is why government was invented in the first place in my view uh, was so that we can do the very basics to take care of each other and to look out for each other and so My answer to how do we solve hunger is to push government. We need to push them. And immediately we need to push them to increase uh, benefits for things like SNAP and food stamps, uh, otherwise known as food stamps, Uh, but in the end also to help create jobs and make sure that everyone has a decent uh, ability to earn income. So the, uh, this is a picture of our staff. <laughs> and uh, as Larry said, I forgot to bring uh, materials, but we do have publications on the website if anybody wants to check it out. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I had seven minutes to see them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, we have an opportunity here. This this is the, the kind of presentation. I mean, really, capsulized big ideas uh, going on here. So Yael yeah, has modeled well for our other speakers, <laughs> kind of how we're to go about this. But what are your quick reactions? Are there things, questions, uh, insights that you have out of the issues that Yael has just talked about in her in her TED talk? Hi. Okay. We've got. Uh, do I have someone to take the mic? Okay. Uh, Brian, you wanna, you go first. And then, so these folks are, will be our Just a quick takeaway
1: away that, um, here. The, uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Access to, uh,
0: affordable, yet healthy yeah, food. Yeah, right. That's my takeaway. hmm
1: hmm Right, not just any food, but good food. Mm-hmm. There's a, a hand
0: right here. And along that line, the the question, uh, which I heard discussed recently, was how do you provide government food aid um, and and the education around what is healthy and the access to what is healthy?
1: That's right, yeah. So in many poor areas, you can't even have access to decent food. How How do you react viscerally when you see the daily press conferences from Congress? I'm horrified. I mean, and that's why I'm glad you guys are here on a rainy Saturday. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the recent cuts and some of the, you um, you know, as I mentioned, right after World War II, there was a lot of energy and enthusiasm and interest in eradicating hunger, and that has lessened. And that, today, we're seeing cuts to these important programs, and that's why it's more important than ever that we're here to fight that tide back. So as far as getting significant subsidies for healthy foods processed foods, how long away is that goal, do you think, in your opinion? For subsidy for healthy food? It goes a long way. I'll just give a, a quick example. Um, one of the things that we do is we run farmers markets in low-income areas um, and the, we accept uh, SNAP benefits at the markets um, and then in addition to that, we also uh, accept certain vouchers that will increase the buying power of the food stamp dollar. And the, minute, the more when we introduce something called Philly Food Bucks, for example, for every $5 you spend, you get $2 back, um, our, our SNAP sales increase by 400%. So these things do make a big difference. We wanna make this as affordable and and, and as accessible as possible for people. And then we are seeing that people will respond. Uh, Are you involved at all in the Philadelphia area with what's going on in some of the schools? Uh, The Inquirer's been running wonderful pieces about volunteers that kind of adopted schools that are going in and the kids are honestly cooking food and eating food that is healthy and different from what they have at home. And this has been an ongoing. I think they just started up the series again. So I don't know if the Food Trust here has been involved in any consultation or support with that program. Yeah, so the question was, uh, is the food trust or do you know of people who are doing things in the schools to help um, kids cook and eat healthy foods within the classroom setting or cafeteria setting? And uh, yeah, so um, we do this in a number of different ways, but um, we reach about 50,000 kids every year in Philadelphia schools, low-income schools, uh, doing food education, nutrition education, and then cooking demonstrations as well. Uh, we also have someone on staff who's a farm to school coordinator they call it which is bringing food from local farms into the cafeterias Uh, but it's very important to experience the food i think as part of the education piece and we always try to combine those two things together when we're working with kids make it very experiential and interactive but then also just actually eating the food
0: (laughs) i do want to explain why the microphone is important we are um... We, we are recording this event, the speakers, and so when you speak into the microphone, it gets into the system and it will get on, uh, on the video. So that's why we would prefer, although this is a great room for uh, acoustics, why waiting for the microphone is really important and why I had Yael just repeat the question that Pat just said, so that's to explain that. Any other final uh, questions for Yael? Yes. My church has a food bank, which I'm sure many people do, but the issue we're dealing with right now is trying to get well-meaning people to actually bring healthy food. Okay, to
1: right, product. instead of just donuts yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of and that kind of stuff. Yeah, olives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> instead of what, sorry? Olives. And- olives, oh, olives, okay. Yeah, so. Um- Right. There's, and there is a movement underfoot to encourage people to donate money to the bank, food banks instead of the actual canned foods um, as a way. Uh, there's there's you know, ways to do this. But you're right. It's a, it's a mindset change. And, uh, and unfortunately, you do see a lot of danishes in some of the food banks and not a lot of uh, other healthier items. <laughs> helper. <laughs> <hamburger> helper <right? laughs>
0: Have you tried something in our school district is, is doing on a, a pilot program, and that's providing a school, a, what they call a school backpack program, and students will take food home for the weekend to eat?
1: Yeah, I love these. Uh, um, I think Bill might be more involved with some of the backpack programs than, than we are at the Food Trust, but absolutely, it's fantastic to be able to have the kids take healthy foods home with them for the weekend, because we know that for some families it's over the weekend that they may not get as many meals as they need. You mentioned the need to push the government. And it occurs to me that often we think pushing the government means providing the benefits, but often it's pushing for attitude changes. That's right. Because so often the attitude is there are so many people that are scamming the system. There are so many people right. that are getting things they don't deserve. That's right. That making some of our legislators aware that this is a real problem, that these are real people who are really suffering, who really want jobs, who really That's want right. to provide good food, who can't. And sometimes that attitude changes what makes the difference and what are the benefits get through. So that becomes as important as actually the food. That's right, I, I love that point that there is, um, I know for us when we've met with different, when we're in D.C. or other places, one of the first things we hear is, well, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, fraud happening with food stamps, those kinds of things, or uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this one a lot, but well, I was in the supermarket and I saw someone buying six cherry pies with their, you know, like that kind of stuff, <laughs> with their benefits. So a lot of judgment around what people are buying and then and then a, mis, a definite misconception of the level of fraud. Um, the, and it's critical that we inform people about this, and especially um, you know, we're not coming right out of wartime and that kind of thing. So we need this. It's important for us to tell the stories and bring people to meet with them who are benefiting from these things so they can tell their personal stories, so that they can put a real person to the problem, and not just come up with a mythological um, scammer in their heads.
0: Quick back time. That's <laughs> cool. That's
1: pretty good for early in the morning.
0: a <laughs> little yeah, right. caffeine, didn't you? <laughs> well, um, thank you, Yale. Thank you, Larry. For thank you, everybody. Yeah. For speaker and getting us off so well. Okay. Cool.